This is the Other People Podcast with Paula Hathaway and Ray Reed. Cool, that's it. Thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> and we're that's done. awesome. All right, Mr. Trotty. Chris? Chris Trot. Chris Trot. Yeah. Trotty? Yeah. Nice. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you very much. Of Paula. course. Attack him. Attack him? Yeah. Okay. Chris Trot. Director of Sports Marketing. That's right. Okay. Social Media Ambassador. Apparently so. Okay. YouTuber. Apparently so on that too. Did I mean, some, did some pro golf. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, story goes, I, uh, I tried to play for a living. I think um, started golf as a kid, played every sport under the sun, loved sport um, and ended up somehow, I think in a situation where playing a team sport, I remember specifically it was cricket. So I'm from the UK. People haven't figured that out yet. And uh, I'll say it loosely, it's our version of baseball, which it's nothing like it, but let's keep it loose. And at the end of the day, playing cricket, an important game, and the result came down and either I, I couldn't impact the win because it's like baseball, you know, your batting team is so, it was out of my hands. And I remember leaving this big game thinking, and I'm only 12, 13 at the time, but I'm thinking, why, I need it to be on me. You know what I mean? I need it to be on me. And a buddy of mine or a buddy of my dad's son was a really good golfer, really good player, um, one of the best in England at a young, young age. And my dad slowly introduced me to this kid who was, you know, a big guy, shaving, full lot at like 14 yeah. years old. But we struck up a friendship and started playing golf together. And before you know it, I'm doing only that. So to, to skip a few things and speed things up, I mean... I wanted to play golf for a living. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. And obviously the reason I think probably partly why I'm on this podcast is because I think that there's a lot I can add to this in the sense that I, my number one thing, if I was sat here talking to you guys as a pro golfer who'd gone on and had this great career and had done whatever, and I'd probably answer that now. The next sentence that I stopped myself saying would, was to be like made loads of money playing golf. <laughs> Ultimately, I think that's why I didn't, do that because it became about making loads of money playing golf. And unless it's about truly loving the task, which I now do after a hiatus away from playing the game, all because of the job that I still have. And you mentioned it, director at TaylorMade Sports Marketing, which basically is like being in a, a mechanic in a pit crew in a Formula One team. You're there to get equipment right for these players, get it perfect for them, and ensure that they're wearing the correct sponsors' logos and your company's logo has the right space and stuff. And I ended up doing that all over the world and I ended up leaving my own sort of dream to be a golfer to do that because I got offered a gig that was gonna pay me a steady wage and give me some benefits that were great, are great, and that's the route I went down. Um, and then sort of walked away from the game playing at 24, 25, when I was actually doing quite well, making progress purely because, look, it, I've got this now, and this is okay, and let's see where it goes. But ultimately, and the reason I mentioned about the other sports is that then put me back into a situation where your progress is dictated to you by a, yeah. another person saying, hey, well done, here's this, well done, here's this, well done, here's this, or that's not maybe not well done and keep doing that. And, you know, 16 years later, we're here. Yeah. Well, you kind of made a brand for yourself too. Yeah. yeah. Um, to elaborate on that, I mean, that came about, uh, again, you mentioned YouTube. I, I have some friends who in 2011, I was living in Hong Kong. I basically had taken over running the Asian tour for the company that I work for and the Australian tour, and it was emerging. And anyone who listens and follows golf right now, the professional golfers in turmoil and there's these tours going against each oh, other yeah. and yeah live and pga and whatnot so i get i get to run this asian tour circuit in 2011 because i kind of thought that things were going to develop there and they did and a couple of buddies of mine quit their jobs in the uk they were teaching professionals um so professionals loosely teaching coaches of golf mm -hmm. And they went to Australia and on the way back, they were like, we'll come stay with you, Trotty, in Hong Kong. So my then now wife, newly married, was in England on a trip back. She's English. And the boys came and stayed and, you know, spare room, sofa, usual situation. And said, look, I was like, what are you guys going to do? And we're going we're gonna to start something called, you, we've got a channel and we're going to put it on this thing called YouTube. And we're going to call it Me and My Golf TV. Okay, great. And these two guys who, if anyone into golf will know, they've now got a huge channel on YouTube and also have 
teaching subscription that you can go to so you can get online lessons and stuff. Doing great. Just moved to San Diego. Or in golf, all roads lead to San Diego, yeah. basically. If you, <clears throat> if, yeah, you, right. yeah, if you get to San Diego, you're doing well. So you guys are from here. You're very lucky. Yeah, sprouted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyone else in golf is trying to get here. So these fellas go out and create this thing and then make this great channel. And they say to me back in 2011, like, you should really think about getting into this. I'm doing well in my corporate life. And I'm like, you know what? All good. I open the window. I look over Hong Kong. I'm having great fun. I'm good. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Because there's very much like if you're the guy who does the gear ratios for Mercedes or Ferrari in the garage, you're not going to go out and get on camera and start telling the media. Wait, you do. Yeah. yeah. You just, it's just, you just don't. And the world I was in, you just keep quiet and do your deal. Social media emerges, podcasts emerge, YouTube emerges. And yeah, I decide at some point when perhaps, honestly, the corporate route maybe was, I was having one of those days which I just alluded to, it wasn't going the way in which I perhaps wanted it to go. And I'm like, you know, screw it. I'm going to open one of these accounts. And Twitter yeah. was already a thing, and that was going. And I kind of liked Instagram, and I was like, I'm going to just start to post and see. And then I changed the name of it, and then I changed the name again, and then I posted more frequently, and then I started putting videos out there. And then I didn't need a production crew or someone to interview me because I could say what I wanted to say, and then people started engaging in it. And before you know it, I created a highly engaged channel mm -hmm. based around gearheads for golf equipment, people who like what I like, people who think the way I think, who wanted to know my information. And it was becoming like a small army. And momentum grows, momentum grows. Fast forward, you get interest from big corporations, from bigger YouTube accounts, from bigger media groups. Can you appear on this? Can you do that? And if the subject is what you love, you talk with passion about it. If you have an accent that is different, that is obviously another changing point. If you're mm -hmm. five foot six and a half, five foot seven, if you're in a nightclub and you can stand there and say, hey, you know, my personality needs to be there for me, which has happened to me, then you all of a sudden, yeah. if someone puts a mic in front of you, you realize that you can actually, the stuff you've learned isn't complete shite. Yeah. And it's relevant and people are interested. And the wave and the confidence grows and the ability in who you are grows. And I started to look at some of the golf coaches. So my job would work that I'd be around great players, great golf coaches, great physios, great mental people in the game. And you start to think, well, I'm probably the best gear, for want of a better phrase, mechanic in motorsport. I'm probably one of the best five, three in the world. And you sit there and you think, Jesus. How do I do that? I, I, I am. I am. Yeah. And that moment when you yeah. think that, and then you think, well, now I need a platform. I, I need a voice because it's growing, and it's yeah. growing a lot every day. So then that's how it happened, and just very strategic at the start and basically became, a, a I wouldn't say a slave to posting and getting built, but because I, I enjoyed it as well. And I wanted to create stuff and then had some interesting times where some governing bodies of the sport realized that it was gaining power and speed and interest. They were like, well, we've got media contracts that cover this, so we don't want you to post here. And then you're like, hang on, this is actually really something because yeah. this, is, this is really getting eyes of a lot of people. Right. So then you fast forward it to here and, and look, it's, it's great. It's become something that I enjoy doing. It's part of what I do. I'm not planning to stop it anytime soon. I think I've got a pretty loyal following. And, and yeah, I, I, if I can become the voice where you go before you buy a golf equipment and you're probably a good to elite player who understands the sort of area at which I'm coming at from, then I think it's of interest. The one thing I am perhaps would like to do going forward is become more user-friendly for the casual golfer or the guy or girl who goes and plays once a month. This That'd is something cool. I've been harassing people about because I'm not a golfer. <laughs> and I'm like cutting you off, but I want you to drink coffee. Yeah, too. I like so it. I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to start talking because I, I, I keep seeing the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, good okay, man, good man. I'm a good talker too. <laughs> yeah. um, the, I... I tr I've tried to golf, I lived on a golf course, uh, uh, have my, my ex's family used to score golf and, uh, and all this stuff. Me, terrible at it. I get drunk though really well yeah. on a golf course. That part's really nice, but terrible at it. And I just couldn't get it. And, and I'm like, give me something where I've got three choices. Yeah. This distance, that distance, and then up when I putt, put that in a little bag. 
Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll buy it all day. Yeah. No one will like me behind me like on the course, but... The problem with the game is it's really difficult. Yeah. So to play it correctly is, is difficult. But I think where the industry is going and where it needs to go, you don't have to play it to this elite level. And I think that the game has been bought that you always must play it to this elite level. And I think having had that break from the game and now coming back to it, and I've been playing golf again for maybe two or three years, and I play at a small public golf course in Oceanside, which is like pay and play. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and it's the best vibe. I, I grew up at this stiff, uptight golf course that's on the Open Championship roster in the UK, and it's mega. Like, it's awesome. But Goat Hill is just as good as that. Now, you've got one that's high-end, but it's also different to here. Like, high-end in the U.S. means 250 grand to get in. It's not that. The U.K. is different. Golf is much more affordable, but obviously you can't play it year-round like you can here. But the bottom line is, is, like, there's a vibe, and then that vibe has taught me so much into what I want to do and make it more relatable. But it's a very good point you raise. Like, golf is a difficult game. It doesn't need to be. And it's I intimidating. Think, yeah, and obviously all the information out there is product, it's engineers. It's boring as, boring as bat shit. It's just boring. You know what I mean? If you put something on and you want to learn... I didn't learn, say it. I didn't say it. It is, it is. It. But that's the that's the opportunity. Yeah. Like, I tried to... Look, when my, I got a couple of kids, when they were very young or when my wife was pregnant, so I picked up the guitar and you just put into YouTube or whatever, okay, guitar lessons, and you find, yeah. like, five or six people that look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, they look cool, must be good, off you go. And then you're away, and before you know it, you can kind of fumble your way through and get playing rhythm guitar. Golf... You put in, I need a golf lesson, and there are 25 mm-hmm. boring people wearing quarter zips <laughs> and lots of beige clothing. Oh, please, with the quarter... Yeah. <laughs> they love quarter this is, zips. This is, uh, I'm, yeah, I won't, I won't name brands, but there are certain golf brands I now know that the, I'm, I already know the brand. That I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, and I'm... And, but, oh, they, but we don't need that. The game doesn't need that. It doesn't need that. You don't need, need, that. need that flair. I no, because we need people like you playing golf. Because that then brings people into the industry, then yeah. it brings others into the industry. We need that. And there's companies out there having tons of success putting bars on driving ranges and mm-hmm. bars on putting greens. And obviously the mix here is that maybe you've got to put alcohol with a game that's so stupid. I don't know. <laughs> but, but the bottom line is... is like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think the op- I think it was a wealth thing, really, is yeah, what it was. Exactly. To, to have bars there. Yeah, but you've got to be relatable, right? You've got to be chill, and that's why the goat allows dogs there and just... <laughs> Just wear what comers you are. World-class, yeah. working-class is what it says on the door. That's great. I mean, it frames itself as it is, but didn't Kirk get it so right with comers you are? I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There used to be a... Uh, a there's a punk rock band called The Vandals. Yep. And uh, the bass player is a huge golfer, and he started his own magazine. It's Joe Escalante. Yeah. And he started a magazine called Schwing, and he was trying his damnedest to be yeah. like, punks can golf. We yeah, can yeah, golf. Yeah. Everyone can golf. And uh, I think it made it like three or four issues. It was like wow. mixed between like a punk zine and a golf magazine. And- so there was a soccer guy in the UK who yeah. played uh, in defense for uh, Liverpool, which is a huge team back there. And he started, so he was invested in something called golf punk. And it mm-hmm. was the same idea. And obviously they bought like uh, attractive women to it as well. So they tried to cover that angle and they tried to just make it cool. But the problem is, and the industry does this, that there's so many great people in there we talked about one there just offline who are the older generation who just can't grasp it mm-hmm. and obviously i'm now hate to say it we talked about this offline but middle-aged and there are kids coming out who are making youtube videos that i don't truly get it mm-hmm. but they're flushing it mm-hmm. so it's my job now as to what i do in the next 25 years of my career to embrace that and bring it forward rather than right. be the people before me that are a bit like Shut up, you prick. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the plan. I think and I, you have to nowadays. I think you do too. You have to. I think you so. You just get lost. We and had that, this conversation yesterday. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's it's yeah. relevancy. And yeah. if, you're, if you're stuck in this thing, and this is kind of with anything that you're doing in your life, if you're you not willing to away. change yeah. or embrace like, all right, well, these are the new rules, so yeah. I, I got to play. And it's a great, and there's nothing that gives that. And I think that's why this podcast, again, is great because there's nothing that tells you that you have to be malleable. You have to change to it all. You can't always be right. Just because you've got more experience and you know more, it doesn't mean that you're absolutely bang on because guess what? There are kids coming out there that didn't want to play the sport or do what you wanted to do, but they're naturally gifted at that and that's worked out for them and they've now got a voice in it. 
So it, it's interesting. It's good. And I think that that's part of the things that I think I've always been a bit of a slow learner. And I think that that's the thing or a late bloomer. And that's the things I've had to figure out. Like as time's gone on, I've gained the confidence to know that my information is great. So the people above me are going to respect it. But also like, hey, guys and girls below me, listen up because I'll be your shining light rather than you get laughed out the room by the old guys. You know what yeah. I mean? So what well, does, I mean, it's an, like we said, it's an, it's an intimidating sport because there's so, there's so much pomp and there's yeah. rules and there's, you know, unspoken rules about yeah, how yeah. you act and it's, you know. yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. And I, I don't have no idea why I fell in love with it, but mm. I did. I mean, it's such a slow moving thing. Like I look at my kids now, no interest at all. If the thing's not moving quickly, mm. they're not bothered or, you know, yeah, so I, I don't get it. I don't know why, but that's, I guess the interesting thing about all of us as people, right? We all fall in love with different things. But it yeah. seems like meditation, right? Like it definitely doesn't feel like meditation to me. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it, it seems like it when I watch it. I'm like, those guys no. seem so yeah. calm. I wish it did. It's just until they start throwing it's a tough shit. game. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why I would, I, I would consider starting is just to meet Bill Murray. The the off yeah, chance he's, he's always somewhere around here, and I'm like, I miss Bill Murray. Yeah. How'd that happen? He was up at Goat Hill the I'm, other day. Private event he had up there, I and he was blowing gophers up on the range. And stuff. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Some, I saw a photo of him with like a big old oh, like uh, rib bone or something. Like yeah. That. And I was, Miss Bill Murray again. He had TNT coming into the, like, dynamite coming onto the range and stuff when they planted it, and he's blowing up all these. And what a great event. Yeah. And I found out it was some private event that he's connected with that's got, like, 4 million followers. Damn. And I'm that's like, what well. the... And it's something I'd never heard of. I'm yeah. like, how can that be? I, I be messaged Jeff over it. <laughs> it links all the yeah. time. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's message. part of it. they got to keep it all under the lid, yeah, true, and otherwise yeah. they'd have thousands of people turning up. Well, yeah. 4 million people know about yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. I might have exaggerated a little bit, but who's going to check? Yeah, that's, yeah no one's, <laughs> we're not doing math here. We're not doing math. This is definitely not a podcast about mm -hmm. math. <laughs> no, we don't. So you did like a PGA tour. So I, I got my teaching qualification in golf uh, a while back, which for what it's worth and the governing bodies of that, I mean, it, it's, it, it's a basic qualification. You come out with a qualification to coach golf according to the governing bodies that allow you to do that. Um, I think you learn a lot more going off and having a career in it as long as you're with the right and around the right people yeah. obviously look with these qualifications you've got to start somewhere to get qualified in it and they're great places to start and i definitely recommend anyone that wants to get into golf unless you've got i don't want to sound pessimistic but if you want to be a tour player which everyone does it's you know mm -hmm. it's a very small percentage that make it to that level sure. so be smart and if you can get something that gives you something that you can always have a platform, a foundation to go and make money off of. So for me, back when I did it, I know my old man plugged it into me, and that was probably part of the reason I've gone down the routes I've gone. You know, our parents shape us at the end of the day, and he was like, look, get a qualification so you can't have anyone, no one can take that away from you, and I did. And back in, like, early 2000s or late 90s, qualified to teach professional golf, finished high up in the country or in Europe, like top 10 for that, which was great. But I finished the final year of the qualification from this job of working on the global tours. So I'd already been picked up to work and to fit these amazing players with golf equipment and ultimately get a marketing message out. But that came because I was a good salesman and like that's never left me. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say I necessarily had to work at that. I think the reason that Tiger Woods, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, all these household names, the talent they have, they aren't, they're probably not good salesmen, but they're really good golfers. And it's like, yeah, you, I, you need yeah. one or the other. Yeah, this you do. Learn, yeah. And it's just, that's just the, the thing that came very easy to me. Um, so I played into my strengths with it. And I think as we touched on, you... When you go into corporations, they are great. Like, let's not hate on that. Let's do, they're great. But they give you op opportunities because you're actually really good. It took me, because I was having an amazing time through my 20s and 30s and traveled the world three, four times over, went all, I lived in three continents. It was great. There was no, there was no, mm -hmm. there's, there's no regret for any of it. Um, they're just the paths that I took. But you get to a stage where you sort of sit there and you look at your aeroplane ticket again and you're like, okay, where am I going? And okay, I've been here before. Mm -hmm. Where am I staying? I've been there before. 
where for me, as we've discussed, like, where's the good coffee shops in this town? Oh yeah, I, I know three of them. And then you're like, maybe I'm, I've done this too much. Like, what's going on? And I got on, I remember one trip we got on in San Diego and obviously I'd been, Hong Kong had been my hub, London had been my hub and now San Diego was going to be where I went out of. And San Diego is really not close to anywhere. I started to realize that when I moved mm -hmm. here. I was like, Jesus, yeah, I spent a lot of time. Much longer. Yeah, and I'm, I spent a lot of time in Dallas. Like, what the? <sighs> and I remember I got on the plane and the buddy I was with, who's been a lifer at this, he basically, a bit older than me, but he's been doing it a long time. The air hostess knew who he was. And I was like, uh, I, I sit down next to him. I was like, is that your buddy? Like, how, do you, how do you know her? And he's like, oh, no, I was on the plane last week. And she was, I was like, oh, my God. If, she, if we're going down this route, yeah. then what are we doing, you know? <laughs> and then, of course, you have a family, and they're like a real-life uh, sand, what do you call those things where you turn the egg timer mm -hmm. and the sand? Yeah, yeah, they, it's yeah. real life, and it's happening. And at the start, for anyone out there who's got kids, they know this, but it's chaos, right? Mm -hmm. It's just hard at the start. And I, I've got twins, and it's difficult to start, and obviously you're trying to... They're not doing much. And then they start walking. Thankfully, I was there for that. Then they start running. Then they start playing sports or doing whatever. And you're like, okay, now the sand is moving through that and Faster, it's flowing. Yeah. So I got to figure this out. And really, that's how I took my own destiny. I took some of this confidence that I formed, some of these skills that I had. And I really sat there on these airplanes. And rather than wasting time, that's the other thing that I learned. There's loads of time. There's mm -hmm. like, as in, yeah, the sand flows, but let's talk about time in a day. And I think if you've got something that you want to do and you have a direction that you want to go in and the company is now starting to, or companies that you work for are starting to be like, well, this, this guy's good. He's formed, he's in this as a career. He's formed some, uh, a reputation. He's doing well, boom, 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 that we're going to keep him or her brilliant. But you can also get up really early and, and yeah. do something then or make a podcast in, in certain times. And, and the other thing I've noticed, and I don't know if you got, well, you will have seen it. As soon as you, every guest that you have on here, is going to know 25 people that could help you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether you go on to meet one of those 25, which, by the way, will have another 25 connected to them, yeah. that doesn't, that's going to, what's going to happen is going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you do this, well, we, I just made two connections here today. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that's the other thing. And the other thing as well, which I don't know if you've seen this, but again, I would bet you have, as soon as you break out and you start to do things, people start to turn up from like, for want of a, this is a US phrase, I guess, but left field or whatever. And you're yeah. like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I met you three, four years ago. I thought you were cool. But yeah. now you've got something that we can work on. And then yeah. it goes again. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, because mm. that was the first thing kind of when we started. We we're like, you know, we've got this... I went before I went out on my own, I was in a job actually doing the same thing. Doing, I'm still doing the same exact thing. I was just doing it for a company that I hated being at. It was like mm -hmm. soul crushing. And now I've got business partners and I'm separate of that and I make my own decisions. But it was um, it was hard to, to imagine like taking that leap and doing something on your own and not having that security of like, here's this paycheck, here's, you know, health insurance and retirement and. But everything's set up to keep you in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's wage slavery essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the term, uh, but it's, but once you start seeing, you know, other people doing things and we were like, we've got this network of so many hustlers, you know, yeah. just, you just have to make, I think the most successful people I've been around, and I've met some legendary ones through, through, through golf, it attracts mm -hmm. people that generally the top of the top are very successful. And they, every, you have to just make a plan. But there is an element with this plan that you, you are going to have to also take the step. And like for me, I've been very reluctant to take the step to the point where, you know, it, it, the step now or it was a jump or a leap, then it became a jump. Now it's a step. I mean, at some point it's going to be a walkway. And it's like, yeah. you just walk the walkway yeah. because yeah. it's not going to give way. Eventually you've trampled right. on it enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you don't, then you must be able to live with the fact that you right. chose not to do that, which by the way, is absolutely cool too. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's Some just what you. Some people never take that, and that's okay because they're comfortable. It was just fine, and they don't want to be uncomfortable. When you got to find your reasons, you yeah. got to find your reasons, yeah. and, maybe and it, I, I don't think it can be money. 
And that's what comes back to the very first thing that I said, and I think the reason I'm sat here in front of you is no longer as someone who tried to play golf and didn't make it is because it was about making money. You can't, you have to do it for the reasons, the right reasons. Because if they're the right reasons, they don't go away. And if they don't go away, that means you don't quit. And if you don't quit, that means you win eventually. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, we, we talk, chat about it, but there's a lot of lessons to be had at Goat Hill. The guy who, uh, obviously you mentioned Jeff, but his mm-hmm. partner, John Ashworth, mm-hmm. who's been in, in the golf industry forever. There's a lot, he teaches a lot of lessons that you, you don't go and get a lesson with John, but you just watch the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's up at this golf course on top of a hill that's owned by the, the council or the city or whatever, and he's involved yeah. with it. He's out there digging the bunkers and shaping like... Yeah, doing it himself. Doing the topography of the golf, because that's what he loves. But this guy's uber successful and had an amazing life in golf and knows everybody in the golf industry. Uh-huh. And you're just like, there's digging a lesson the in muni. it. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a lesson in itself. Yeah. The Muni that has the best vibe in golf that I could think of. And I've been everywhere in the world to play this game. It's like... It's a strange one, and that in itself is is a lesson, I think. Yeah, definitely. Got, touching back on what you said uh, uh, about you know you've got actually all this time in the day and and to do other things, whether you you know that you love and and, and you can find it. I think it's funny, and I think that um, a lot of people in companies, and, and you probably have experienced this, but if you're doing something to like you have your one job that you go to every day and for some reason there's this thing where you could go and outside of that volunteer you could mm-hmm. coach baseball you could do all these things that you don't get paid for but the second you do something else on the side where you're mm-hmm. making an income it they, it's like threatened you know like oh you doing that because that takes away from yeah. your focus here yeah. on this job and i think yeah. there's a lot of fear there yeah for people yeah you you've, you've obviously had a very similar situation to me that's a good good sort of pivot segue yes definitely yeah. so obviously with my gig i have a great voice in golf that work with the best players in the game and and people have become to know that so then all of a sudden you create this social channel that is people are engaging in it who want to learn about golf equipment. And then it goes beyond just the company that you represent. I mean, we had a situation with a tour pro, very famous tour player, Japanese guy. And I talked about a golf shaft and two minutes later, I put it out on social media and I was working on the trucks at the time. Two minutes later, his caddy is on there saying, well, this guy who's top five in the world, wants to try the golf shaft that you just talked about and the club head that your company makes. So I realized that I could reach a lot more people, but it does isolate you, no mm-hmm. doubt, because you lift your head above sort of the, the pit and you're like, hey, I, I, think, I, I think I can do a lot more. But obviously you then have people up and around you that are like, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're going to go and get into like, an influencer world or you're going to go and do this social thing well how does that fit into our traditional culture here Mm -hmm. and i get it i get it but the world is changing massively and now there are kids coming out with no fear who've got three hundred seventy-five thousand followers out the gate and companies are looking to them to market Mm -hmm. and of course the beauty they have is they don't really have any responsibilities and they're not worried about health insurance you get sick at 25 you're gonna be okay it's gonna stick that back on it'll be all good you know (laughs) what i mean so it's like it's a very good question it's a very tough one to balance especially in industry like mine because everyone has it's small which i'm sure every industry is small but you just don't want to piss anyone off and i think you, you if it comes again it uh, the John Ashworth theory. If it comes from a good place, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. If you start chasing it for the wrong reasons, then whoever's behind it is going to look at you and look jealousy and envy, and that mm-hmm. means you're doing well. That, that means you're doing a good yeah, job. When you, get, when you get the haters, yeah. But it's great. <laughs> awesome. I mean, some of the shite I have to read on social media, it's oh, like, I believe it, right? This is brilliant. It, this is good. And then the best thing about that is when obviously people that follow you chime in to defend you. Right. Then you're like, well, yeah. But again, it's difficult because you have to think what you represent. I mean, I've had some really good comments and I can be pretty quick-witted and I type them out and I'm like, oh, that's such a good reply. And then you're like, yeah. well, what do I stand for? And I mm-hmm. can't say that. And then yeah. you look on them and they've got like one follower and it's their nan and you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like, upset. What am I going to do? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to upset your nan if nah. I do this. <laughs> 
but also it's like that you know he he got a he got a zinger on you and yeah it's like, you then know, you got to tip your cap yeah. maybe at some point it's like i laugh about it but yeah. I, it's like obviously for my stage of the game it doesn't bother me but you, you know if you if someone coming out and you're young and you're perhaps a little sensitive to all mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that's a problem you're going to run into issues with that but at the end of the day anyone giving you negative comments means that you are on the right path and you must keep going it's as simple as that and it's, again, get it coming from a good place would be huge advice that I would try and give and then just go from there. No yeah. one's going to niche you for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what can you do? Just got to keep going. Yeah. Gotten a few. Oh, yeah. Comments. Yeah, we've gotten some. That's great. <laughs> gotten some. I guess we're doing I was, okay. like, I was like, what the? Oh, that's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the best one? Is there any that stand out that you're like? Oh, Geez. yeah. No, no. It, was, uh, it came from a friend. And, uh, and it was, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. Like, I love like just going after people brutally, yeah. but mostly family and like close friends. And, uh, I think I said something at just making a joke about a post and he was like, Oh, are we joking about stuff? And, <laughs> and it came back and, uh, and it was like, it sounded like my voice sounds like uh, people trying to hit on somebody in a library. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> wow. It does. So I mean, it really does. I was like, well, it's, it's an NPR vibe, but you know. <laughs> would you absolutely, do you think it's a good place to hit on people in a library? Do you think that would be successful? I don't know. I don't think that that is a good place to hit mm-hmm. on people. I don't know. Well, Has that ever happened? I don't know. Well, I've never been in one, so <laughs> I really don't know. I'm just imagining. I think it'd be pretty good. I mean, it, well, you could try, and they're not going to be able. If I mean, you'd have to come out with a pretty good opener, but yeah, true. they're going to hear you at least if you speak, speak if like you Ray. Speak like Ray. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be bassy and through, yeah. Exactly. The books just kind exactly. of spread out. I'm like, hi. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to think about it, wouldn't you? As to how you, you wouldn't want to be chasing yeah. them around. But. Seriously, learn the Dewey Decimal <laughs> System so you know what book is on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Dewey yeah. Decimal System. Nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we're showing our age, I think, by that. Yeah, probably, but whatever. whatever. It means we're going up and down. We're covering it all. There we go. Catcher in the rye, huh? Yeah. Dang. Nope. Well, so where do you see, like, yourself going from here, like, pursuing more of, like, an influencer-type vibe? Uh, I don't know. And that's a great question. And the beauty of what I'm doing right now is that you, you can dip in and out because obviously it's become something that's become second nature and stuff. But on the same note, I'm not solely reliant on it. If you become reliant on it, what are you going to do? You're going to start doing adverts in that space and then you're not true to yourself, but you have to make cash doing it. The future for me, I think, is I I started thinking about this literally only two weeks ago or last week. I've pretty much spent majority of my life on golf complexes, on golf course locations around the world. As time goes on, I am going to basically spend the rest of my life on a golf course in some capacity. Some capacity. Yeah, as in... Sprinkled. Yeah. Sprinkled. Uh, definitely. And as, as, uh-huh. as... That's just where... I mean, I moved here, tried to surf a bit, got all right at it, met a few nice people, but realized, like, I like surf people, mm-hmm. but golf people are my people. You know what I mean? And it's like, then you start to... I just always feel comfortable and at home in those places. I'm okay with it. It is what it is. But you need pastels and polo shirts. I'm <laughs> not sure I need that. <laughs> because that then goes forward to answer the question like, well, what do I want the best play? What do I want the academies that I hang out, out at to look like? So mm-hmm. I can leave a mark on the game of golf for sure. I know I can. Um, there's a couple of people, a couple of brands in golf who've gone by people's names and I got a lot of respect for them. And I'm like, okay, well, why can't I do that? Absolutely can do that. So how are you going to do it? Well, right now I already said to you, I cover the elite golfer through to the professional. So I've got to broaden that. I've got to start appealing to the people that are like Ray here and just no idea about the game, but my name becomes associated with what they want to do. So obviously I need a different angle and a different platform at which, because you can't, to go and do that on your own at my stage of the game, it's possible for sure, but I might have to take two or three steps back, which I don't need to do. I've been 16 years in this industry. I don't need to do that. So be smart, use the connections you have in order to go forward to create a wider, larger voice. But it also comes back to my buddy again that we spoke about earlier offline. He's 59 now, great engineer, made some amazing things. I know he doesn't want to travel. So like, that's his thing. I don't want to travel anymore. So if people want to work with me, they know where I am here in San Diego. You have to come and see him. That's his deal. I don't have that luxury yet because obviously I haven't completely created what I want to be in the legacy I want to leave in golf. 
So I'm going to obviously start probably to do a bit more traveling and to get out a bit more and, and really double down on what the next step is. But the long-term vision is to be connected to somewhere and California is great for it. Palm Desert is great for it because there's no wind. Weather's usually always good. Obviously out here, you've got all the equipment companies if you come to the coast. If I can get an academy or something that is the vibe I want, that definitely isn't pastel colors and quarter zips <laughs> and is more speakeasy and tequila, if yeah. I can get that going and have something that's all-inclusive for everyone, even the elite athlete that might need a little private section that's tucked away that no one knows they're there, through to the actors who want to come and get the amazing information and they've heard about it, through to I'm the everyday golfer and just give me the bar session here and I can go and hit and try and figure this out. I see me being connected to something like that mm -hmm. long term and just bring people in, people in, people in. That's where I see today and become the oracle for information for a wider range of golfers so that you're not going out there and buying golf equipment because golf industry is very much about market share, very much. It, you know, the information you can get is legit. So you can go and spend your five, six, seven hundred bucks or whatever you want to spend on golf equipment, you can spend it and feel like you get some information that is going to help you to buy the right stuff. Yeah. That's the longer term goal. Um, I see myself potentially going back to teaching golf a little more and trying to pass on what I've learned in the game. Uh, we talked earlier about governing bodies that are out there and give people qualifications like the PGA. I see potentially me doing something that is a, a qualification area where you can come, you want to learn about golf, but you want good information. So if my channels continue to grow, which they will, why can't I bring in some teachers and people that I've met along the road who can come in and add to the channel, but the channel isn't about, well, how much money? I don't want it to be like, okay, well, this is going to benefit me because it's going to give me this. No, this is a voice where you're, again, my buddy that we were talking about earlier, you've got all this information. Come on this channel. It's a safe house for you. Talk about what you want to talk about and then we'll have a subscription model where you can come and get that information. And these are like the best people that I will have learned off. But then you obviously need to bring in the younger ones as well who can talk perhaps about socially how you get the most out of that. So a lot of ideas that perhaps aren't totally baked yet. I would say that that is where it's at. And I, I've in the past, I've worried about that. Well, what if an idea isn't baked? How's it an idea? But I think that's the more I go on, I think that's the best thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if I think about what I've learned in this five years of starting social media, I can edit you right, which I don't want to continue doing this because obviously time and stuff, but I could edit you a pretty good YouTube video in four hours. I could film it, and if I had three cameras, it would be mint, and I could piece it together with good audio. I could do the whole thing. I couldn't really do that five years ago. Yeah. The content, the yeah. information, the pre-production... I didn't even know what a pre-production meeting was five years ago. I, I, it's just me. And I'm doing all of those things, directing it, creating what I want to do, building the golf clubs, educating, talking about the golf equipment, talking about the moves that you need to make as an individual, talking about your stretching routine to get in there, all of it. Mm -hmm. So all of the actual stuff that people want, I have that already. It's just I just had to make the platform, and that's mm -hmm. the ball ache of it. Like what you guys are yeah. doing now... <clears throat> That's the intimidating Pete. You've done the hard bit. You've got a podcast. You've created it. You've set it up. That's the hard bit. But once you do it once, that's the hardest it's ever going to be. Sure. The first oh, episode is the hardest fucked. one. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that one was great. But you're done now, aren't you? Yeah. And, that, uh, and we, we re-recorded it recently, too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but did you yeah. ever think you'd be sat here with some English twat who's like five foot fuck all and sat here and you're no. like talking about golf? No, you don't even like golf. phone books. Exactly. <laughs> she loves golf. I have never really played. Exactly. But, but that doesn't look, mean I can't like it. But look at where this journey is yeah, taking exactly. you. Exactly. And that's my point. And I think the point of the podcast, from what I loosely understand, people just need to not be scared to take the first hit. Mm -hmm. If someone is listening yeah. to this podcast to this point, they've stuck with it, A, great effort because golf's boring, but B, <laughs> at the end of the day, whatever it is you want to do, you can do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just got to be like, just man up. Or girl up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And let's yeah. get it done because yeah. it can be done. Yeah. Yep. It can. It is. It's possible. What is uh what would you recommend to like someone like me that maybe wanted to learn? Just golf? don't. Just don't. Like 
no. stop it. Ca it's got I'm just saying, like, where where would someone like me go? The entry has to be casual, doesn't it? It has to be. You can't yeah. go. You can't go into a stiff country club and have no idea. So start off. Got to be the driving range. First, actually, first place of all places, just go to the putting green and just figure out, like, putting. Like, even in an office like this or a studio, just get a golf putter and hit putts and yeah. realize, okay, I can, what do I do? Okay, cool, good. Then advance to chipping, and chipping is when you're just off of the green surface. Green is where you putt, so just off that and then work out what you have to do there. If you're having a complete shocker with it, then ideally get some guidance from someone who can half play to help you. And then from there progress slowly back to hitting golf shots on the range and there are facilities where you can go and you can drink and it can be more of a social situation do that and then if you like it you're going to know at that stage and it's a bit like rapids and and they don't have much momentum when you start off and i think as you go further down the rapid it starts to gather momentum as it's moving towards a waterfall golf's exactly the same people go on the journey and they're like i don't like that fair enough yeah. And then they come back. And then they're like, yeah, it was all right. And then they come back. I actually quite like this. Then they become total psychopathic, yeah. insane, obsessed. And I know tons <laughs> of people like that. And like, they're like, well, you've got to tell me this. You've got to... I'm like, dude, it's taken me the whole, my whole life to get to this stage. This wasn't just something that happened. Like, I have ground out hours working on this to be here. And you just want me to give you the secret sauce like that. Like we got to go through, and then that's the most exciting bit. I have a buddy who's a surf photographer in Oceanside, plays golf at, again, Goat Hill. Yeah. Just a good dude and just not someone you'd expect to just be obsessed by golf, and it's his life. It's, it, and he turns up the other day with a glove on, golf glove for the grip, and he's got, like, all these little pointers written on his hand. Stay calm, do that. Did just, you just, like, like <laughs> go up and hug him as soon as I did? so adorable. I just looked at him. I was like, dude, he hits one bad shot. I'm like, you didn't do what's written on your glove. And he's just like, uh, you know, he's laughing. He gets the yeah. banter, but I'm like... Yeah. And then I just told him a couple of strategic things because it's, it's, it's strategy. Golf is strategy. And, and it blows his mind. I didn't think of that. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it becomes subconscious. But it's like anything. You watch anyone who's amazing at their task and you watch on either with great admiration or envy, well, you've got to decide. Do I, they've given so many hours to that. That's why they're insane at it. Yeah. And it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. So patience. Patience yeah. and... The will to want to do it. Right. Mm. Which would go into anything. Yeah. Really is like yeah. whatever you want to do, you just don't give up and yeah. Yeah. work hard at it. And exactly. And, and and just don't, you know, I think I think in America the game it's it's more accessible here than it is in other parts of the world. And I think it now for some reason there is a resurgence in the game. You've got the Netflix documentary all about the pros, which whatever you can have your opinions on what you thought of that. It, it, it's, it's not going to be drive to survive because it's not race cars and mm -hmm. there's a lot of hidden rules, but don't let that impact what you go and do. You, you don't have to be in that scene. It's, it's just a, it's a game for everyone to enjoy and it, it's really difficult, so go easy on yourself, you know? Yeah. It, if we can touch just on, like, the social media part, this is the thing where I, like, I, I'm a salesman in life. I have no mm. trouble talking to people, but I couldn't, I cannot put that up i can do this and i can ask you a question yeah. sit here and go like yeah. this and then chime in yeah. when i think i'm funny yeah but but yeah. the like kind of ripping off that band-aid of going okay i'm yeah. just, i'm gonna talk to yeah. right now maybe there's no one out there but eventually some yeah. you know there might be hundred hundred thousand people yeah. like you know watching what you say so social media can be anything you want it to yeah. be right because i'm exactly like you and going back to my buddies that were in hong kong who came to stay on their way back from australia like they were very much doing vlog type content mm -hmm. and they'd have a little sony camera or whatever and they'd hold it right there and it would be you know it's, it's like oh, i can't do that mm -hmm. and i spent two or three years like i can't do that but you can put up a camera there and like my job that i started doing this was to work on golf equipment and cut the golf shafts and get the right glue amount and get the weights exactly to write within like a gram, an eighth of a gram or whatever. And, and I was like, okay, I can put the camera there, go do this and then put titles over the top of it if they're required. Or I can go and do this and people who know what I'm doing, I can stick a stupid emoji in the caption, which might capture some interest. Um, and, I, and I think it doesn't need to be hey, here we are, this is what we're doing. It doesn't need to be. It mm -hmm. needs to be what you want it to be. 
Um, I think that that whole influencer thing, which I, I hate the term, but sadly, I guess that is what this is turning is into. Yeah. Um, but I hate, like, in my mind, influencer is the same thing. It's yeah. someone who stands there and goes, hey, here we are. Bollocks. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be that. And I think if you can keep it cool, that's one of the things that like I've kind of lived by. Again, being a, a, a big company that I've been at, they always have a mantra, don't they? They always have something that they want to stand by. And I think that you need to go out if you're going to create something that's going to be a brand. And mine certainly didn't start like that. You need to have colors that you work on all the time. So for you guys, black and white. I love black and white, so I'm with you. Then you need to have um, a look that you want each post to have. You need to be able to adjust on it and keep up with the times. Like I'll follow some accounts that are very random just because I think they're cool. Like one of the first things I followed, I'm not a big surfer now, but was something called Shred Show. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met the guy literally three months ago who started Shred Show. He's not on it anymore, but his style was awesome. And the way he talked about fins and volume in a surfboard, I'm, a, I'm an entry-level slash mid-handicapped surfer who gets out there once a week. I used yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't anymore. I need to get back out. Yeah, I do too. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. But this guy would explain stuff in a way that was, I was like, why aren't we explaining golf clubs like this? So then I started doing basically what he was doing for golf. Yeah. And, it, I'm, and, and then I met him. And I told, and he was like, oh, cool. And he was exactly like he should be. Yeah. He wasn't like, yeah, yeah, awesome, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's the person I thought I was going to meet, I just met. And I think that you don't have to be, it's interesting because some accounts in golf that do really well, I think are really cheesy and are really geeky and are just shit. And they yeah. do amazing. Mm -hmm. And that is the bit about this that I haven't maybe figured out. Like I can be a bit... Someone hits a good shot, I perhaps don't celebrate it the way I should because I've been around the best in the world. And, and I can tell you what, I've seen some amazing shots and I've seen their reaction as the best players in the world. So I think, I guess I'm very British in that sense. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And someone who's been watching my channels is like, you need to get a bit more into when people hit a good shot. And I'm like, it's not that good though, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, I've seen the yeah. best in the world do it. Yeah. It's like, it ain't that like, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, that. that's not great. So I do think, maybe yeah. you got to be a bit more, oh, wow, yeah, it's not my yeah. gig, but maybe you got to be slightly who you don't think you want to be. I don't know. I feel like I you're doing it. just fine. Maybe, yeah. maybe, but am I, though? Because that's the other thing. Like, we're all so neurotic. Like, if you're going to do something, the reason you go out and do these things is because you want, it, again, not necessarily more money, but you want more something. And maybe mm -hmm. I haven't pinpointed truly what that is yet. I want to educate people on golf equipment. I know that. I want to stay cool. It's, I, I know cool is what I perceive cool, yeah. which isn't going to be like, hey, I want to yeah. do that. So those things that you want to do, I don't know where the end goal is with that. The game of golf, you, you, never, you don't get to a level and you've completed golf. You don't, you don't go and shoot a score. I've it achieved can always, all my fitness yeah. goals. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. But golf's not like that. Yeah. You, you're never going to win something and like, that's it, I've done it. There's always something you can be better mm -hmm. at, better at. And I think it's the same with the goals that I'm setting for social media. I don't get sucked into like the ticker, but it can always be more engaging. It can always be bigger. And I think that's why social media is so successful, providing for us guys who are creating stuff on there, you use it as a tool in order mm -hmm. to go fuel wherever you want to go. I think for younger people, the worry is you, you live your life by what people say or what, they, that's, a, that's a concern. Yes. I don't know how you manage that. My kids are still young enough that they're not uber in that space, but yeah, I same. see it. I see it with friends, kids who are like teens. I worry about that, but I'd say no, some of those teens can turn these TikTok accounts into million plus following. Yeah, that's wild. You yeah, know. It's, it's impressive. Well, you ain't worrying about- you Unwrapping presents. You ain't, you know? yeah, like, but you ain't, yeah. worrying, you ain't worrying about college education there are you if you've yeah. set up a business obviously you know and you're an artist and you start sketching and jesus i mean you can be off and running before you're even out of high school right yeah, yeah. so it's, how i don't know how you manage that yeah it's crazy mm. yeah we didn't we didn't do the college thing i didn't i, I tried yeah i tried painfully yeah. and that was it just wasn't for me yeah so i had to figure it out I got my but, good enough diploma. Yeah, you got your good enough diploma. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't think, I don't think, I think in this day and age, it is an antiquated system. I, I don't think you have to do it. I don't think it's up to par. With... I, I, I don't either, but I think the problem is, is if your child turns around and says to you, or if someone at 17 and 18 says, 
I want to be a doctor or I want to be different. Yeah. You're going to have <laughs> yeah. to go and do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in my situation as a parent with two kids who are, you know, growing all the time, we talked about the sands of time. I can't ignore that. I have to have something saved for them to protect in case one of them or two of them turn around and say, I want to be this. I want to be that. Well, yeah. as a parent, all you're going to do is try and facilitate that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a tricky one. I think in order to be, social media savvy in order to start a startup you don't you i don't think you need that i've learned like i say i learned more in the last five years than i learned in once i'd been on the tour in every section of the world twice round so that's six years tops i'd learned everything i needed for Mm -hmm. my job then i was just repeating it and going to different coffee shops and going to different flipping yeah you don't don't need to do that i have a problem with trying to talk people out of college all the time yeah (laughs) they'll be like oh i want to do this well i'm like but what do you want to do yeah oh well i'm gonna go for business what do you want you know yeah and it's like well i'm gonna open a bakery it's a huge part of u.s culture though yeah that u.s culture Mm -hmm. for sure and being an being a foreigner coming in here very much uh like i felt an outsider that I'd actually had a semester at US college on a golf scholarship, but I left after a semester. And it's like very much, I started to think, well, should I be telling people I had a semester at that college so I can feel part of this conversation? I'm like, who gives a fuck? I don't, but that's because I'm English and it didn't impact me. But I don't know, kids are impacted by a lot of things, mate. And it's a big piece, like I say, how can I go meet a guy or girl who are in middle age and still talk to me about the college they went to or wear their college hat yeah. And I'm like, I don't get this. So you were, this is something you did 25 years ago mm-hmm. and you're still, uh, whatever, uh, fine, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. But it's yeah. just weird to me as an outsider. That's right. all. It's very, well, we're, we're very like, well, I can't say it's different. We're, it's like tribal, you know, it's our teams yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. But you guys, you've got, you've got football. Football, there, so is, yeah, it's and, like, and again, it's the same way. Like, obviously, where I, I support yeah. the team that's local, but when I say local, it's 15 minutes from where I grew up to the team well if we were back home now i'd be getting accused of that's not local there's another team between me and that club that's 11 minutes and they're like well why aren't you supporting that tip well i do but also they're not as good and that's the big team so yeah you naturally gravitate but it, that's the way the uk works which is also crazy and i for a long this time didn't watch premier league soccer for a long time and now living here i think maybe because you want to I think there's a book on it, isn't there, about tribes, and you you want to be in a tribe. I don't. I've been told about this, but like you always want to connect yourself to something. And I think part of being an entrepreneur is you can create something that people want to connect to what you're doing. And that's what I've done, and that's the branding I try and capture. And the logo I use is is pretty much my face, but that was for a reason because I'm trying to stand out in a corporation. So it was designed on that factor. Yeah. Now it's established. Now I'm branching out into other things. And, you know, it, it then makes you look back at the genius of brands like Nike and what they did there. Or you look at bands, names mm-hmm. like Nirvana, things yeah. that you might have been into as a kid. And you're like, wow, that was really smart. I don't know if they thought about that or if that just happened, but you've got the biggest sports brand is is... I, it's not even a word. It's a swoosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, branding is everything. It's massive. I mean, it's, yeah. But you can't also, when you start these things, you can't spend hours thinking about that because that's a complete screw. You've got to just go with what you think's right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You can change it. Yeah. You and you can change it again. Yeah. You can change it because no one's going to... And that's the other thing as mm-hmm. well. You can't procrastinate over what you're going to post on social media. And someone, a buddy of mine... Especially when it disappears. Yeah. You know? More Sorry. is king. Like, you got to just have more of it and keep yeah. it coming. And it's got to be stuff you can create. If you're a makeup artist and you have to go out and sit down and you have to be at a certain place in your mirror and you have to do a certain palette of it, but if you can't just do that anywhere you go, probably not a good route for you to go down. <laughs> if you're, yeah. you know, I can yeah. create content. I could get up and give someone a golf lesson right here, right now, and we could film it and I'd bang that on. And that's what's made my stuff, I think, massively successful, massively. Because you can't have to, you can't be controlled by, well, we've got to be here. That's never going to work. Can't overthink it. Never going to work. Yeah. Never going to work. Just do it. For sure. Yeah. Which goes back to Nike. Just Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. See, it's right in there. 
<laughs> yeah, I think we do because we uh, even just starting this was like, oh, well, what cameras? What what this? What microphones? Yeah. Glad we we spent on the microphones, but but you know we use iPhones yeah to film stuff because so I did a video with the, with the me and my golf boys last week, mm-hmm. and uh, they've now got a team of people, team of editors. Since they've just moved from the UK to the US, they're back, just the two of them. So they're back to their raw form. Um, they send their videos off back to their crew in the UK to be edited. But we get there and they have a Manfretto tripod, which you guys will be familiar with. One of those set up, they set up another one. And then the cameras they put on top of them, iPhones. Yeah. And then one of them has a gimbal iPhone. And I'm just looking at these pricks and I'm like, oh, we've gone all the way around the world now. And we're, on, <laughs> we're back on iPhones, are we, boys? And yeah. they're just like, it's just so much better. It's just yeah. so much easier. So, so much easier. It was so much, it was a mess trying to like manage different yeah. cameras yeah. and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they'd have, they'd be failing. They'd yeah. be start beeping and go out and we're like, okay. Yeah. Is- but again, the genius of a product. Yeah. It's just simple. Yeah. And it does what it's meant to do. And you'd be surprised. If you can make a product that does what it's meant to do, Guess what? It's a successful product, right? Yeah. I mean, don't overthink it. It's another thing. Oh. Don't overthink the situation. Well, how does your products? Because you have stuff that you have on your website. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously now it's just merchandise. Yeah. Um, I have other ideas and other things, but it's a little bit more of a gray area that I want to figure out what I want to do first and why I want to do it. I think the way this is going is that I've become the product um, in terms of being able to, I think soften golf, like we already said, is very formal, very stiff. I've been able to soften that. So the brand message that the companies that, I perhaps want to be involved with or work or represent or speak about, I can talk about it in a very human form, which people are interested in. And if we need to go deeper and stuff, we can. In terms of the products that support that, it's just merchandise of companies that I, again, like, like the people, like to represent, like to put out there. In terms of products beyond that, I mean, I've got plenty of ideas, stuff I want to do and things I want to bring out. And that in itself brings amazing opportunities. But... I just need to work on the right way to do that because now at the size I'm at, which isn't colossal, but it's significant enough, people expect certain things from that. And I want the packaging to be right. I want the branding to be right. I want the product to be right. So the things I've seen and created and have, they're not quite right yet. So they need a little bit of investment, which I'm now in a position through this that I can probably do. Um, And yeah, we'll go from there. So it, it, that is another area that, again, five years ago, I wouldn't dream of talking to you about something like that because it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I had no aspiration of getting into making things that could maybe help people improve at golf. But the bottom line is now, through various connections and people I've met and ideas I've shared or perhaps had given to me, or I'm like, wow, this, is, this, is, this could be something. So it's a good question, and it's, uh, I think that's certainly in the future for sure. Yeah, more stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like I learned some some shit today. I don't know, guys. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, really I, do. I, yeah, I think all yeah. it is is you just got to have the confidence to go out and try and do what you want to do. And look, the golf, it, like we've already said, is maybe not the platform that everyone thinks about, but it's the platform that I like. And I think if you like it, someone else is going to like it too. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people that are very much into golf. So I do, they, do they wear quarter zips and wear pastel colors? Oof, maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe the khaki. You know. Yeah. Let's go over this. Yeah. Let's let's, let's, let's start talking about that. Black used, and white. You gotta just wear black yeah. and white. I used, I used to live on the cool. uh, the El Camino yeah, Country yeah, yeah, Club yeah, over there. Yeah. I used to live yeah. over there, and uh, and man, I would go because I could walk and get a beer. And, yeah. And, and hang out, and my kids swam in the pool. Oh, we've got we've got. Got landscaping going on. Yeah, I hear that. That's good. Perfect. I started doing that. Thank you. That was my first career. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, mom had a mom had a landscaping company, and so that's that was my life. Did she wear pastels and stuff? She no, no, Anita. Uh -uh, (laughs) No, Anita was like an oversized sweater and like the loosest like ponytail with grass in it. Yeah, cool. But um, uh, yeah, it, it was so intimidating to be at you know this country club and all the golfers and and i'm like man like that yeah that, yeah, that yeah. can never be me and yeah, uh, yeah. and it does seem know. intimidating i think that's but so but so does thought. everything though doesn't it people sure. listening to this that want to start a, a career in something different that's intimidating yeah everything's intimidating at the end of the day I think you just have to take your first few steps and, like I say, view it as a, a rapid ride. And if you like it, it'll gain momentum. And if it doesn't, we'll just take your kayak to the edge and 
get out before it gets too quick. Right. Well, at least you tried, though. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you know you don't like it because you gave it a shot. So yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Important. Yeah. I think that's that's everything. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. Yes, Chris. Trotty trot. That's it. You didn't. You didn't cuss as much as I was. As I would. I heard was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I kind of took it easy because I get some out. I didn't want too long for the editors to have to put the bleeps in or whatever. Instagram does it automatically. Oh, does it really? I didn't know. If you throw in the 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 captions, if you make it do auto captions, automatically bleeps it out. I like that. I'll I'll give that a try later today. I know. Just be like fuckity fuck. Yeah, Break the system. Exactly. Yeah, Good stuff. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on.